Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah Empowering the Ummah here on Marcus Sahaba Online And it's time for us to go for our segment Where we go green environmentally inshallah and uh, on the line we have our brother, none other than our brother Faisal Isuf. And we are looking forward to this segment. We really were today because uh, now we are opening in uh, Mufti A.K. Hussain. Imagine, it's such a coincidence. In our Going Green segment, we're speaking to Mufti A.K. Hussain. And, uh, you know, traditionally what we do is we get a, a bit of an update you know, Faisal gives us a bit of an update uh, because he's uh, usually the guy uh, in uh, what we would call the Eastern Transvaal, you know. And now it's Mufti A.K. Hussein doing a program uh, that side, but uh, we're going to get hold of Mufti Sab in a bit. On the line now we have uh, Faisal Isuf. Faisal, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, brother Yusuf? Alhamdulillah. How are you doing, Faisal? Shukar, alhamdulillah. Good, Faisal. Now, now uh, you know we've been um, we've been waiting uh, for Mufti Sab uh, to to give us this 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 delay yeah. now, because we you know I, I wanted to ask you this question and I, I we didn't have time for it last week, right? When we were talking about keeping a pet, and I know you know you're not very much uh, for it, keeping a wild animal as a pet, but I was sitting and thinking. During the discussion of ours, how much does it cost? How much would it cost to keep a wild animal as a pet? You know, because if you look at it, it's um, if you look at it, they, they they eat a lot these things, so you can't feed them exactly cornflakes or something like that. So how much would it cost to keep a pet like this now? If you're gonna keep, let's say for example, let's say for example a a, a, a tiger, for example, right? how much will it cost? Yeah, it, it, it's really quite crazy to think about it, uh, what the costs and uh, ramifications are in terms of keeping a pet like this. So, look, these animals normally would belong in the wild. You know, they they, they have no use to us human beings. Uh, what benefit can we have of uh, keeping an animal of such stature in, in nature? Uh, the question you should ask, we ask ourselves. And, uh, you know, Islam teaches us to be kind and caring and loving towards uh, the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and animals is forms the basis of that. So these animals here, uh, we need to, there are certain animals that I think we could keep like there's nothing wrong with a cat or the bird or um, a fish or um, some say a dog within the rulings of Sharia but those animals for me, I, I just don't see, it. I see that unnecessary, there's, there's no benefiting it at all. Instead they can actually be more harm. Cost-wise, Yo, they eat a lot of meat. I know there was a guy who owned a farm and he had lions. He said he has to feed them a whole lot of meat. So, yo, that's like, it's an extremely high cost involved to keep and maintain an animal of that nature because um, as they grow bigger, they dietary, they, 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 dietary needs and requirements increase. So, cost will be significant. So, again, you ask yourself, is it not wasted? Is it not extravagant? Perhaps. Even keeping such an animal into the harms outweigh the benefits of it. So, in terms of animal rights, from an animal rights perspective, I'm totally against it. Just keeping off lions, keeping off leopards, keeping off anything. Whether there's a permit, I know in South Africa you're allowed to keep a tiger, I think there's a permit you're allowed. Yeah. I know someone in a Zarbal, I think they should call a tiger in the house. <laughs> um, 
but uh, other others you're not allowed to that that's from a legal perspective you know the country law mm-hmm. i don't know why tiger gets away with it i, I don't know what's the guideline order somewhere along the guidelines may just need to that loophole yeah but yeah no the cost will be extremely high so i mean are you going to keep on buying cows and are you yeah. buying sheep or what are you going to buy and feed the thing i mean uh, the animal it's a lot it's a very high very high cost I and mean, there's obviously a significant amount of danger even if you've grown up with it you know you've we've heard of incidents where people have been attacked mm-hmm. they've attacked animals i mean it's a, it's a wild animal there so it's basic instinct is to attack so you can try to tame it. I know we, we've heard of cheetahs. Cheetahs are very common. Cheetahs are extremely common to be tamed. Uh, then we hear of very rich and glamorous people, like, I mean, tigers. I think it's more about status. Uh, talk about it wearing Africa. I don't really want to go into that and comment yeah. on it, but I think that probably they would try something different. Like, look, we all are guilty of, of committing sins, so we're not going to judge anybody in the process. But I think that's why, it, um, again, the risk is something that happened. We spoke of it last week. I mean, if... Well, it, Definitely, I have to agree with you on. on, on I, I, I would never. I can't even keep a cat, Faisal. I'm struggling to keep a cat at home. But uh, we have Mufti, A.K. Hussein, on the line. Mufti Saab, you know, I wish we, Mufti Saab could have given us a, 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 a update of what's happening in Kruger National Park and everything. But Mufti Saab, uh, on his uh, tour in that side of the world, Mufti Saab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum, brother Yusuf Ali, Jazakallahu khair. Yes, I'm here. Nell Sprite, then White River, then Barberton, I'm in Komartipur. From here to the gate of the Kruger Park is very, very near. But I've been so many times, so now I don't have much. You know, and I'm too tired, exhausted with all the programs. Much interest to go and see there. But anyway, for people like foreigners and that, they go crazy to go and see it. And therefore, now here, the airport in Delsprey, they call it Kruger International Airport. So I always wonder why, because a lot of foreigners come. Therefore, the, otherwise, the planes that are there, you will see one, two planes maximum there. But they call it Kruger International Airport, mashallah. Muftisab, I think uh, more than uh, you wanting to see the lions, I'm sure the lions also want to meet you at Kruger Park, you know. So if you can make a chance. I told to you the story. I don't know if you heard it. I told them, I did this morning or yesterday, I can't remember. We would love to hear it again, Muftisab. In 1948, the King of England came. And he never saw a real live lion, you know. Right. And then when he came here, they gave him the best guide and everything. All day they went. They couldn't see one lion. He was furious. He said, okay, I'll change my schedule for one more day. Second day, they left early, went here, there, everywhere. Nothing. Now he said, that, you know, I'm the king of England. I must see a lion. So one more day I can change, and after that I can't. It's impossible. Then I'm not. Lo and behold, third day he went, and they looked everywhere. They couldn't find. So now the next day in the paper, it came, the caption, the heading, the king of the jungle doesn't want to see the king of England. <laughs> you see? That is Allah Allah's kudrat. And I was just telling them that the last time I came this side, so one brother, I don't even know who it was properly, he just booked us in, we must go. So I took the children with me, I said, so we just went in after 5, 10, 15 minutes, I think, we saw five lions. So I asked the children, that was the name of these five lions? They said they don't know. I said, how? So simple. They must say first one, Fajr, then Zohar, then Asr, then Maghrib, then Isha. And all came walking past us so nicely, you know. Alhamdulillah. So Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. 
Alhamdulillah, Sab, that's good. That's good to hear. We like these uh, sort of reports on this uh, program. Mufti Sab, now we've been discussing this uh, since last week, uh, myself and Faisal, Faisal on the line as well. And Mufti Sab, the permissibility of keeping a wild animal at home Islamically? First and foremost, you need to understand four or five principles in Islam. Number one is Ihsan. Ihsan means as Muslims, whatever we do, we must fulfill our duty with beauty. That is Islam. So Habibuna Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, the hadith in Mishkat Sharif Abu Dawood, Inna Allaha Katabul Ihsan ala kulli shay. That verily Allah has prescribed and ordained that you do good to every creation. So much so, you know, I used to see my mother. Allah grant them all genital filters. Yeah. So there, that we used to all have a hawk. You know what's a hawk, the mm-hmm. fowl run and so forth. So they would bring the chicken from there. She would give it water, everything. And thereafter, she would make Bismillah, Allah. But both of us were there. My father, mother, we would, uh, my father was there. I'm there, my mother. But my mother would slaughter. I wouldn't slaughter. My father wouldn't slaughter. But if she wanted, we would bring water. This, that, and we run and bring the water. So that is Islam. That Islam says you must ensure that you give rahat, that you give comfort to the animal, and it must be done in a humane manner. So that is how we must do. Now, today what has happened, everything got commercialized. So then the stunning goes on, maximum amount of animals, stunning. Now, all that Islam views and says is haram because it's torture and like persecution and so forth for the animal. So first law we must know is that. Second one is this, we must know certain animals, we have direct text. For example, Quran speaks of khinzir, the swine and so forth. So no Muslim in his right mind can say, no, I'm keeping khinzir or swine as a pet and so forth. Third one, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam spoke about snakes. The hadith are authentic in Sunan Nasai. You know, I grew up in an African township, African location. In the African culture it is, even today, that if they see a snake and then then they kill it. So till day it's fine. But even after killing it, they won't leave it. They will go normally and they will burn it. So now you ask the question that why they burn the snake? Now look at this hadith and that will give you the answer. Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Uqtulul hayyati kullaha, kill all the snakes. If you fear that you killed one, then the other one will come, the spouse or the child or the whatever, and is coming to take revenge. It's not of us. Meaning his akida, his belief structure is not correct. So we can't do these things here. And then to burn the creation of Allah, human beings or animals, all that is totally haram and not permissible. But now if you take like what we see, like last night I slept there in Babatan Bray, Patel house, that Patel family, a little reward of brother Mohammed Patel. Very comfortable, I saw a, 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 a parrot there, you know. So I even told him the story. One day I was there in Newcastle, I entered somebody's house, and when I saw the parrot, I said, Assalamu alaikum. That parrot started F and B's one way. So that it's swearing me like I'm looking at it. I said, now, 
So the ghosts, they felt very embarrassed. But I know them. So remember, because in their shop, in their, like, you know, place where they are, and workshop, and uh, one way people swearing there, so this parrot learned everything, all the Greek and Portuguese and Spanish and everything. So you make salam, they start telling you all these kind of things. So our people, they keep rabbit, our people, they keep, you know, the fish, then they keep the parrot, all these kind of things are fine. Now if you speak of wild animals, so Rabbi alayhi salatu salam said, is authentic hadith in Muatta Malik, la tarara wa la tirar. In Islam, you can't cause harm to yourself, and nor can you cause harm to others. So now people want to keep a lion. Now I tell you about the lion story. Mm-hmm. I was lecturing once in Rustenburg, and one small youngster, 10, 11, 12 years old, he picked a, he said, if I touch a, a, a lion, my wuzu breaks. I said, you, you play with lions. He said, yeah. So I said, where you play? They said, they took me there at night, late at night. Then we went to go see the lions, and the next day, a long story, and so forth. So now, if people keep it, you must remember, because you know that they sell it, or what, that's a different issue. But the point here is this, that as a pet, to keep these type of things here, that are harmful. So that definitely in Islam is not permissible because you can't be looking at your own choice and being a liability or detrimental to the society, the greater, wider society. So these are the basic laws that we must always remember and so forth. Well, uh, definitely, Mufti Saab, uh, we, we're going to have to agree with you on that one because uh, I don't think, number one, as far as affordability to keep one of these things extremely expensive. Faisal, any questions you have for Mufti Saab? Assalamu alaikum Mufti Saab, I was the one who arranged the game like for you in the National Park. I think it was a few years back, alhamdulillah. Mufti Saab, what about in terms of the cost of these animals? It's an immense cost to keep a, li- a leopard or a lion or a tiger as a pet and it's also sort of no 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 no. in Islam we will say not permissible because you must remember that it will be harmful to you harmful to your guest harmful to the people that leopard or cheetah or whatever comes loose that whole township that whole area will be now Oh, you know, Sakarat almost. They just know the lion, tiger, cheetah, leopard will come in my house. or oh, it will harm my children and so forth. So always you must remember our Islam. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will always be a mercy to the entire universe. So now if you bring these kind of things, now any person... If he removes his blinkers and he doesn't have a jaundice eye, they will tell you that this is something detrimental to society and is not something beneficial. So therefore, Islam will say, no, you can't use this type of thing as a pet. And you say, no, it's a pet, you know. I was one day day in PE, you know, Quantu. Mm -hmm. So then they said, today we're calling a special guest, you know, to entertain us. I was wondering what they're going to bring. So we were sitting there when white guy came. So he's going to show us that how he plays with tricks with the with the snakes and all. So, but when he passed me, now he's a champion, you know. He took that one like a like simple English, like a spaza snake, you know. 
Uh, and he just threw it on me. My ozone had broken everything, you know. <laughs> so this time, oh, this, hey, you start shouting. <laughs> then I looked at this, he had this palace like, you know. Then, then he had a good laugh, you know. Because the way he did it, he was smart, like walking, walking, just threw it to me, like, you know. So you think for it looks like a real snake, but it's just imitation, like. So anything that's harmful like that, then you can't use that. Definitely not. Well, uh, we're going to have to leave it at that, Muftisab. We say Jazakallah khair right. uh, for your advice. And inshallah, whatever is left of your program uh, in Mpumalanga, we wish you all the best, Muftisab. Barakallah. Jazakallah khair. Tonight we're in Malalan. Tomorrow come out to Perth. And then, inshallah, all the programs are finished. Barakallah khaykum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Faisal, you see now, uh, the, I, I think most of our questions were answered in terms of keeping a snake or keeping, not, not even a snake, keeping these wild animals. But, you know, I actually, on my way to Masjid, I was, I was remembering, I said, remember, I remember once, uh, you know, uh, Mufti Sap was in Mpumalanga site and uh, you said, you're going to hook Mufti up with the game drive and all of that. And it was quite nice. Mufti came home and he was telling me uh, about it. But Alhamdulillah, nice to pair the two of you together on air. But um, so I guess I guess the verdict is now when it comes to all of this wild animals, it's a no. Um, so uh, definitely, you know, it's against the national impact of, of its animals. As Mufti explained, just to, just to put it in plain and simple words, it's detrimental, it's harmful to the person and people around you potentially. Also, remember also the uh, one thing is they their cost it's a very high cost. It comes at a very high cost to maintain and nurture these animals. So again imitating the kofar is something else that we should like to uh to stay away from. And also stay away of if you can't be using these animals as a form of entertainment like a like a, sh- a show, a snake show or anything of that sort. We can't bring a lion in to uh to entertain us or to do tricks in a circus for example. So all this is again the teachings of Islam I mean Alhamdulillah perfect far from that perspective. You need to try and follow the Sunnah of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and try and go out there if you're going to go, example, now to Kruger Park and, you know, get something now that's still okay, you know. It's, it's like you're going to see the creation of Allah Subhanahu Wa but leave it there. Uh, these animals belong in the wild and should be admired from that perspective there. And I know in another situation we should try to go against the natural inclination of these wonderful, amazing creation of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Well, Faisal, there's something I want to admit admit to you, right? And before before I admit this to you, it's going to irritate a lot of listeners and it's probably going to irritate you because it was a lot of haram, which uh, one of my friends and I did. I think you have a clear idea which one of my friends uh, this is, you know, because uh, there was a time where both of us were very into this animals and, you know, yeah, into oh, we were just getting into this whole wildlife thing, and he took it much further. I, I think you know who I'm talking about here, right? We had a lot of adventures together, me and this guy. And we decided we want to keep a caracal or a serval as a pet. Now, where do you get a caracal and a serval as a pet? Because you know. It's it's hard to get you. And now we're youngsters. This was before, you must know, this was before internet. And this was before you could just Google, where can I buy a stolen uh, serval or stolen caracal? So, Faisal, guess, guess, take a while. What is the worst thing the two of us could have done? He's <laughs> got a caracal as a pet. <laughs> we wanted to get a caracal or a serval as a pet. Where, where would you? Just say now you're a youngster now. You're 19 years old, right? 
and you, there's no internet. There's no way of asking people. There's no way of finding uh, how to get a, a caracal. So well, where where would you start? Through the national park. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to even see a caracal in Kruger Park. How to yeah. jump out and catch them? It's another story. Can I tell you what we did? Can I tell you what we did? And I know I, I want to discourage every single listener. What I'm going to say now is um, extremely, extremely not a good idea. It's extremely not Sharia compliant. It's a big gunadas. But what we did, we were very, we were unsuccessful. But this is how young and stupid individuals can be sometimes. So we went, because here in Lanesha, right, there's many Sangomas who sell, I don't know if you noticed, Sangomas sell caracal skin and sell serval skin. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever seen that? No, surely not. So so, so what we did, and I, and I told him, I said, I told my friend, I said, you know what? These guys have the skins. And we went past the shop. And now there used to be a section in extension one where there's like mostly muti shops, right? Or, or not, or I, I don't know what we can call these shops now. And we looked and they, they, most of them had caracal and several skins. So we went into the shop and we said we want to buy this animal, but don't kill it. When you get the skin, before you get the skin, keep one for us. And they looked at us like we were like really stupid because we were, we, were, we were young and stupid, you know. And we wanted, we desperately wanted to have that caracal. We were actually chasing a caracal. Our serval was a, a second second option, but it was very unsuccessful. But maybe we should actually discuss that in, in the weeks to come that we find these things in the multi shops. Uh, are you going to unfriend me now, Faisal? I, no, no, no. I, you know, these, these animals, you find them around a lot, not just in the, in the farms. Caracal, serval. I know in the uh, Secunda area, there's a lot of you know, and even around here by us in the cells, there's a good, there's many a possibility of these animals being around, and, uh, and people learn to trap them and keep them as well. It's an animal that belongs in the wild. It's a small cat. Uh, now, just remember something on the caracal. Caracal is uh, the cat, the, the normal house cat has been domesticated. So, even with the caracal, uh, the word name comes from caracula, it means because of the black color ears. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as if been domesticated in the Middle East quite a bit. So, again, that's a bit of a it's a smaller animal, I would say. It's possible to domesticate. They're immensely cute. This uh, tiny caracal comes uh, when they're born. Uh, it's possible to domesticate. So a fine line again was that. And also a cheetah, I would say. A fine line. Because fine, cheetahs can be domesticated. They, I've seen a lot of people domesticate. They live like normal cats with people. Really not posing really a harm to anybody per se. Uh, what, the top was more on the bigger type of cat. I would say the leopard, the lion, you know, those really huge tiger. Those ones there, uh, I, would, I would say harm, uh, on the harm. Um, these little small cats, again, it's a bit of a touch and go. You, if you would call it a wild animal, then obviously not. It belongs in the wild. But put it this way, a, a wild cat, for example. You get an African wild cat in the Kruger, for example. A small domestic cat. And there's a lot of different smaller cats that are around. There are also wild throughout the globe. Um, spot wild spotted cat. Uh, there's so many different ones to go into. So again, this one here might be a little bit of a fine line, maybe something for Boosty to answer again. From uh, that perspective there. But these small, I'm not saying now we should be going and catching these things under no situation. I mean, can't even get old. But uh, I, I do know people who got these little cats. Uh, I mean, it was Persian cats and the seven types of cats. They can be domesticated. Uh, again, again, the national instincts of it. Our beloved mom, let me always say, Mr. Hubbard, you know, used to love cats. The Bureira, you know, was known as father of the cats. So cats are fine. Type of cat, again, now that becomes 
in that end, it's been question for most of you, but I maybe for someone else to answer, can you keep a character or silver? As opposed to a house guest, it's getting a bit more technical. I don't know the exact meaning from an Islamic perspective there, but I do know in the Middle East, there's a lot of people that keep characters and several aspects, as opposed to a cheetah now. Remember, these are a little bit more smaller sort of cats than you compared to the bigger type of cat. So something for the Mufti to answer, because... I'm, I'm, I'm too shy to ask Mufti said. I'm too shy to. I was. I made sure with luck. I was lucky that Mufti Sab was offline before I told you that little story of mine. I'm afraid if I ask him just now, if I tell him about my whole Mufti experience, I'll get a big back end from Mufti Sab. <laughs> Mufti Sab, the NCC, B NCC club, you stay club tomorrow even. But uh, Faisal, we're gonna have to leave it at that. Uh, we say Jazakallah to you uh, once again for making time for us, and Inshallah we'll speak to you next week. Inshallah, very long program this time today. Yeah, Inshallah. we actually we actually over Nasia. I'm getting big eyes from Lucky. Yeah. But uh, Inshallah, we'll definitely we'll uh, get our Nasia going to uh, next week as well. But for now, Faisal, we say Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We must out on our Nasia segment. I know Lucky very unhappy that I did that. But uh, it was very interesting uh, question. Now, can you keep these pets? Can you keep these pets? Very interesting indeed. But right now, it's time for us to wrap up. We say Jazakallah khair to you, the listener of Marqa Sahaba, for tuning in. Inshallah, we'll be seeing you tomorrow at the same place. Or not tomorrow, Monday at the same place and same time. But right now, from myself, Yusuf Ali and the team, السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته